Rolling all beans, y'all. Let's get it. I'm your host, DJ, along with my brother, Money Nate. What's going on, brother? What's up, DJ, man? Good to see you. Man, it's about to get crazy up in here because we are going to have on the executive producer of The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch on History Channel. This brother's got an Emmy. I can't believe it. it wait, did you say? No, I, he's got he's got an Emmy. That's not quite right, I don't no. think. What? No. It's it's two. He has two, two? Emmys. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's you two. You sure? I'm positive. Two. It's Utah. Dose. Utah. I want two of those meatball sandwiches. Utah, bring me two. So check it out, man. I'm so excited to have this guy tonight. You guys are going to be really excited because his beard looks awesome. His hair looks awesome without quaffing. Sans quaff. Guy already looks phenomenal. He's brought a great energy backstage already, so I know what he's about to bring with you. So party people. Put your hands together for New York's own Mr. T.J. Allen. What in the world? Yes. <laughs> Can you, I get you. a hey, Can I get an amen? I've never had a welcome like this before. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> T.J. Allen. Thank you so Man. much, you guys. Dude. Thank you for having me here. Uh, it was an honor. I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. It's awesome. No, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> It was an honor and a pleasure, man. Uh, we've been working this for a while. Obviously, uh, you had uh, some some difficult situations with the family. You yep. have our love and respect for that. Thank you. We're Thank with you. you. And um, and we're here to try to cheer you up. And uh, we don't have to cheer your hair up. That's clear. The beer looks amazing. <laughs> the hair. Um, so, What's going on yes! <laughs> Woo! Look at that. He knows what the people want. You give the, This is entertainment. Give That's the it. people what they want. <laughs> the hair. Oh, all right, so uh, we, we brought a party of five on to talk with you uh, about the ranch, about your journey uh, as, uh, as an executive cool. producer and creating content. Uh, it was very interesting to hear you talk about speaking with uh, studios and what sells and what doesn't sell. That was interesting for those of us that are laypersons. Uh, and, and we will get serious here. I might even take off my glasses. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yes, it can happen. I feel like I need to change so, my lighting. Yeah. <laughs> my head i forgot to put the powder yeah you got no tj i was just a little bit yeah i was gonna go to hair and makeup and just by the time i left work it just didn't happen so yeah okay uh, anyway he took that seriously he thinks he i did and yeah yeah all right so hey listen Nathan, I, you never know some <laughs> you people never have know. real like some pr hardcore production value behind stuff you know you never know no, it's true that's because it, that's because of this guy right here I'm pointing over Peter Brady in the cube next to me. So, uh, no, he, he's made it. He's made this this thing look professional and phenomenal. And it's not just me wailing away on audio. So uh, thank you, Nathan. Uh, Nathan, you got the first question from my brother, TJ Allen, my brother who's doing that thing about Skinwalk Ranch. Yes, yes. So, TJ, you've been in this business for about 20 years. Is that right? Yep. Um, and, and I doubt there's any kind of like conventional journey for someone who's in this industry. But, you know, how would you characterize the path that that got you to where you are right now? Is it what you expected or what kind of crazy Not turns? Not even a little bit, man. <laughs> Not oh. even a little bit. Uh, oh. 
I actually started off as a video game designer for no Ubisoft. Way. Wow. Yeah. I worked on the very first Batman animated series game for the Xbox, GameCube, and um, the Nintendo 64. So That's I'm kind awesome. of dating myself back in the 90s. Uh, when we used to design games back then, we weren't programmers. I wasn't a coder. Uh, okay. That we designed. So it was, a, it was called Team Gotham, right? So uh, Ubisoft hired a bunch of uh, designers in, in New York. I just happened to be one of them. I left uh, McKinsey & Company. I started off at McKinsey & Company as an, uh, in the, as an analyst training in okay. the training program. Yeah. And um, it just wasn't for me at the time. I was, you know, young. And uh, so I got an opportunity to design games and we made them with graph paper, Legos and whiteboard. What? <laughs> That's how we designed them. <laughs> That's incredible. And, uh, not kidding. The le level design was all done like that on 25th Street um, between 5th and 6th. I think it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 25th, Is that 25th storyboarding? Is that a form of storyboarding? Or was that I the suppose? actual? No, okay. we, we literally designed game, okay. the gameplay, and then we'd have to pass it off to the uh, coders, and then they would put everything into the engine, and it was running, that game was running on the old Ubisoft engine that ran Rayman, which mm -hmm. was their big platformer. Right. Um, wow. It was a Ubisoft, it was like the French Mario. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> so, do you do you consider yourself a gamer at all? Still, I still, I still uh, as I as I have my controllers, nice. I still play. <laughs> uh, that's keeping I, it real, folks. Staying grounded. I love it. I love yes, it. Yes, I, I have a nine year old, and we play Minecraft a lot. Nice. Um, wow. And uh, we also start playing. Um, we've been playing Fortnite more and more. Oh yeah. I'm not. A, I don't really like playing the shooters with him yet. Yeah. He's a little young, but yeah. I'll let him play with me. Right. Um, but then do you, yeah, so do you trash talk your nine year old TJ? No, God, no. <laughs> Listen, I I, I do it with my boys era. all the time, man. You got to put them in their place. That's what How I'm old is a gamer, man? I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, I'm last a gamer night. too. So my guys are 13 and 11. They're big into okay. Minecraft. You know, they I mean, they'll play pretty much anything. They got the Switch and all that kind of stuff. So. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm from a different era of gaming. Like we used to, you know, I used to go to land parties, and you know, oh, yeah. there'd be fights would break out. People would throw cans of Mountain Dew at each other. <laughs> You know, like, there's a Mountain Dew reference but, coming. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I guess, you know, starting off as a game designer. And then after that, I helped launch Game Loft, which was a gaming, uh, which is now a huge game, uh, many, uh, a uh, publisher uh, hmm. for mobile games. They were part of Ubisoft. So there's Ubisoft and then Gimo is their hardware. And then Game Loft, which was initially their online component, became their mobile component. Uh, but when I was there, it was an online company and I was a US content manager and we did I started to do game broadcasting before it was a thing hmm. um, and uh, it was around the you know the dot-com bust happened and then I said you know I came to New York City to be to work in entertainment and it was kind of working in entertainment but after the dot-com bust and 9-11 happened uh, I lost my apartment I lived three blocks from the towers at the time wow. and so I just you know what I was done with the gaming and I was like listen I came here I had a reason and then I just started I got a bartending job started the auditioning and you know, off to the races. Uh, performing as an entertainer, uh, first as an actor, prior mm -hmm. to getting into production. production yeah. So okay. I, I learned. You know, I, I mean, I. It's funny. New York was such a different place back then. Mm -hmm. um, I used to perform at Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. It was yeah. improv comedy. Nice uh, place. And uh, Amy Poehler was my first, one of my first coaches. Oh my what? God. That's wow. How, and there, she wasn't famous at the time. She wasn't wow. famous. Like all, all four of the UCB, the UCB four were all my coaches at one point. Amazing. Wow. And um, there was only probably like two or 300 people maybe in the whole theater at the time. And it was like a, a big, you know, like a, it was a really close community. Right. And uh, I was performing, you know, four or five nights a week at dive bars and wherever you could. And at the theater under Gristini's basement um, on uh, 27th and 9th or 8th, there was a grocery uh -huh. store there. 
and that was Christine's the original East grocery. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was, wasn't the original UCB place, but it was the one that, um, it was the one that I performed at most of the time. And, uh, and then, yeah. And then a lot of the people that I kind of came up with UCB just blew up and then mm-hmm. all these people, they all went West. Uh, and they all, like a lot of them became, you know, famous. Like I came up with a lot of people who ended up being really successful. Amazing. Uh, and um, yeah, as have so, you, by the way, <laughs> no, it's, it's all relative, right? It's all relative. <laughs> uh, not Amy Poehler, but, um, but yeah. So, and then on, uh, I realized, you know, after auditioning so often and performing and, you know, I'd had some shows like as a correspondent um, in it, celebrity interviews, blah, 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 all that stuff. And then I got into like commercial production, realizing the money is behind the camera uh, mm-hmm. and it's a much, you, you're a little bit more in control of your fate hmm. that way. Yeah, it's a little bit more stable. Um, and uh, I, I really tried, like, how do you make your own vehicle? Uh, you know, how do, how do you kind of get something going? And I tried it from the outside. And it didn't work so well. And then I took a job at NBC, mm-hmm. uh, 30 Rock for a while. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I'm going to try this from the inside. And, uh, you know, I did pretty well with it there. But then eventually, um, I, I, you know, you can only get so far internally, I learned. And I would have known unless I did it. Right. And, uh, and so then I decided to kind of go out, you know, do my own thing. Again, but now I have some production skill or production uh, background and credits under my belt. And uh, I started pitching shows with Joel Patterson, who is my producing partner. He and I went to college together hmm. at uh, in upstate New York at Hartwick. What? Hartwick hmm. College. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brother. We're New York yes. brothers. You know that, man. Yes. Yes. Peak skill. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, this is uh, so this is in Oneonta, right? Where mm-hmm. Hartwick mm-hmm. is. And, um, you know, it's funny because at the time, and this always, it, Kills me. So Joel, Joel created Counting Cars, right? Um, and yeah, you realize how small, the in, yeah, it, and it's long running and he does hit. really well. And uh, I, you know, because of him, a lot of doors have gotten opened for us to hear, you know, for pitches to be heard. Nice. And and uh, what was funny though, and I found out later. So while I was at Hartwick so with Joel, there's another guy na- there named Curtis Gwynn. And Curtis, mm-hmm. um, I ended up performing. UC, at UCB with him way back when in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curtis was the, the showrunner and exec co-EP on Stranger Things for the last uh, two seasons. So oh it's like, what? I'm is like, that man. show any good? I mean, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was not come to mind. Ones that yeah. went to LA. <laughs> so it's uh, awesome, man. Yeah. So I mean, it's a really small, small it's such a small community. Uh, it really is in, in entertainment. And, uh, you know, I've just been lucky that I've had some longevity and I've been able to kind of you know, keep it going. It is a war of attrition. Like mm. the only people that I know it's, it's, it's the ones that stay in are the ones that succeed. Uh, that's in front of it, behind the camera. Um, it's as long as you can, you know, sustain it's those overnight successes are 20 years in the making. Mm, right. Um, and it's hard, you know, a lot of people like kids right now, they don't kind of get that this, this, uh, oh, YouTube yeah, generation. it should happen in a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if it doesn't a year, that's too long. I've heard, I've heard some of these kids like get discouraged after like a few weeks. It's crazy. Oh, I only couple... got like a couple hundred hits. <laughs> yeah. What? Wow. Right. Yeah. So, but as you can, but as you journey. can see, as you so can much. see TJ, you are successful because one of the good things is that success is only measured with our own ruler. There's no mm-hmm. other person's ruler that counts. And where you came from, from, you know, uh, being in that apartment into where you are now. I mean, obviously, uh, you've made tremendous success. I, you know, my success is measured by my ruler. I don't care what somebody else did who their ruler says that they're more successful. Are they? I don't not know. True. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I try not to look like, you know, you, go, you drive yourself crazy, and especially mm-hmm. in entertainment. And, uh, you know, just for those who are 
So I, I, I'm trying to read the tea leaves. So TV is dying. I mean, it's all, it's kind of yeah. obvious. And so I have uh, taken to this and that's why I like, I, I will do every show that I can. <laughs> I want to meet as many people, talk to as many people. Oh, so um, we're not special. Is that <laughs> you are <laughs> it, for today? Yes. You, yes. <laughs> yes. Beautiful, unique snowflakes. He'll be okay. If you did. Don't, don't um, worry about him. The, uh, <laughs> but I try to, I try to just reach out and, you know, make myself as, as available as I can. I'm not done yet. I don't feel. Um, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I'm also getting a, a master's degree in uh, data science. Oh, nice. So I'm trying to continue the lifelong education stuff and see how I can leverage that in television. Mm -hmm. And I just, there's a lot happening and it's, it's, this is, this is the next, you know, well, it's not the next it's here. Um, but there's gotta be a transition from the TV world, like to merge the two, um, yeah. online world. nobody knows it yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm putting myself out there trying to figure it out. Uh, I think one of the best things that I can do here is the reach. Um, you know, it's, and it's not, it's, I'm, you know, as you can see my 20 years to do what I'm doing, it's like, it's baby steps, right? You have to put in the work, put in That's the time. Right. And, you know, I will talk to everyone I can and, and kind of make, make my, like I said, make myself available to try to hear more stories. And this is, this didn't exist years ago. There were gatekeepers at every mm -hmm. network. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it was very hard to find talent and, or stories. And so now it's like, wait a minute. If I just make open up my DMs and talk, people will respond. Okay, fine. <laughs> you know, it's like casting a wider net. You know, yes. Um, and it's worth, we have the but... same feeling as you do. That, that we want to just talk to a lot of people, people that have an interesting thought or a positive vibe. We want to talk to them. We don't care if they have seven Twitter followers, seven hundred yeah. or seven thousand. And so we we actually have the same theory on our show or the same uh, guiding principle. No, I mean, yeah. and, and I feel like it works. Uh, you know, there's. There's the big misconception, you know, those people in TV, they all make tons of money in this. It's no, the people who make the real money are the ones online, to be honest. I I, I know because I know the budgets and I see it uh, <laughs> and uh, you'd be very surprised. Um, but these uh, this is this is the, the way. And I, I, I'm hoping that, you know, like when we did the Twitter space, right, I I never know how big those things sometimes they get huge, like thousands of people. And sometimes right. it's 12. Uh, mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter. I'm just, I want to make sure people can talk. I love listening to what people have to say. Uh, I am not a, I don't judge anyone. I don't, that's not what I'm in this for. I am a conduit for, um, I give people access, right? Mm -hmm. So I am not the one looking for the unknown or trying to answer questions. I'm looking for people that are, or looking for people that are doing interesting things. And I at least hear it and say, Hmm, now can I, take that and put that in a way to, uh, to put it on TV or, or give it a bigger yeah. platform. Yeah. Um, you're uh, you have a very unique ethos. Like uh, would you, how would you characterize your approach and mentality versus your colleagues in the industry? It feels, yeah. you feel kind of like unique to me. I, I, it is. It's different. I get a lot of, uh, I don't know, a lot of whys. you know, some, what you find happen is a lot of, and I try not to generalize right when I talk, but it's, it, it's hard sometimes because it's, it, it just is, uh, the many people in entertainment, when you're in it, you don't see anything else. It's such a bubble. And you think that the entire world revolves around everything you're doing and you don't ever get to see anything on the outside and don't want to see anything on the outside. Um, when you're developing shows, you're pitching to people that they don't want to think mm. they're being, you know, in, not to put anyone down. It's like they're bean counters though, right? They have a job to do and sure. this is what they need and they need a bigger return. Right. So what your job is, is to provide them with the easiest win that they can get. Right. And they, so there's a lot less 
talk about development that happens. Like they'll put out mandates that are saying we're looking for X, Y, and Z. Hmm. And then producers, you know, I always say like they're like cockroaches. Um, they're everywhere. <laughs> uh, so and I, I, a good example of that is like when I'll see a great story in a newspaper or something, uh, I can go back a few years. There was something in, I don't know, one of the bigger, like the New York times or something. It was in the Sunday times and it was uh, talking about people who are moving uh, houses from, like across Lake Ontario or something mm. like that, right? It was cheaper to move a house than build a house. Wow. And it was in the Sunday Times and I saw it in Sunday morning, you know, or whatever, I saw it online and I immediately start tracking down, you know, doing my OSINT investigations, trying to find who the <laughs> sources are. Bam, I find them, I leave a voicemail. Next morning, uh, I got a call, I get a call back and uh, the woman was like, you know, blah, 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 we're talking. And she's like, you know, you're like the 17th or 18th I've talked to already. I'm like, man, that means that 17 other people got, got to you before me. Incredible. And uh, so, yeah, but the, the way that I, I see it now, you know, people don't want to look like I'm looking, I, you know, I pound the pavement, right. You, yeah. at a certain level, people just feel like they'll just come, people just come to me, you know, they'll just find mm. me, but they don't, uh, at least my experience is they don't. Mm-hmm. And I'm not at the level where I just snap my fingers and make a show yet. Um, someday right. maybe I'll have that ability. Uh, but yes. uh, right now, you know, I'm just, I have to keep on hustling. And it is different. It is. I, I don't know any other people that, that not, not like I'm saying I'm a you know beautiful, unique snowflake or anything. And I always use that line because I don't yeah. believe anybody is. Right. Uh, I, I, I feel like people have elements that are great and, and everyone shares those. Uh, but I, I don't know anyone else who's doing, who has this approach. Yeah. Um, so I know it's a long winded answer to your question. Oh, that's but, awesome. Uh, Love to hear it. So, yeah. so when you don't want to be in the bubble, you move back, <laughs> you move back to Buffalo and you go and get your master's degree. And that's how you're like outside the bubble and you're able to connect with real life. It, it is. It is. And I mean, this is, I live in Orchard Park. I live about three miles away, four miles away from the stadium, from the Bills stadium. And uh, it's, it's a different world here after living in the city for so long. I didn't realize it was like that, up, this up here. And I'm from central New York, which isn't Western New York, Buffalo. Um, and I, living in New York so long, it's the same thing. You become, you get these blinders on, right? And you think this is life and everything outside of New York is like diet life. I used to call it. It wasn't really <laughs> life, but it was. And now that I'm out outside of New York, I'm like, that's crazy. This is real. <laughs> Some perspective. Uh, yeah. It is. Yes. It is. Yes. And, uh, and so in, in the industry, like there's a really, where I live, there's a couple of huge YouTubers here that hmm. I'd never knew. I mean, wow. tens of millions of followers. And uh, you wouldn't know where they're from. And so it proves that you can do it anywhere nowadays. It's uh, just trying to catch a wave. And, you know, uh, again, I'm kind of just going through this all like, I just want to be as open as I can for people and and try to reach out. And I listen, this has been, I've already, I've pitched so many things that I've already heard from reaching out like this the last year plus that it's, it's amazing. Uh, some things are moving, some, you know, fall by the wayside, but it, I'm very honest and open with people about it. It's not me. Uh, I will take you and present it. And if it doesn't work, hey, good luck trying another way. Right. I, I, I can give it. I can give it my swing. Um, but that's that's kind of how I I work, I guess. That's so awesome. and that and for that, I'm even happier that we had you on. That you are so grounded and uh, and that you you do take that approach and value real life more so than somebody who wants to be cocooned and and just live in that bubble. So. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're even we're even more honored than we already were if <laughs> we just stop. had a Hollywood <laughs> Let's bring on our homie not, not. Uh, Deb at a study of UAPs, our uh, his his our, uh, contextualizer and researcher. 
Excellent. Deb. Hi there. Hello, Deb. I was very happy to see you here today. Um, so we were talking a little bit about some of the hard work that you've gone through. And, and I have a question that has to do with some self-sacrifice, you might say, that you went through. When you joined um, this project working on the ranch, mm-hmm. and yes, I'm switching to the ranch, um, you mm-hmm. had a sensory experience. Mm-hmm. And I personally would like to know more about that experience. I'd like to know what you think the catalyst was for that experience, how it oh, en- ultimately ended, how long it took to end. And um, I have a little curiosity if you've ever tried to find out a little bit more about what it was you were hearing during that sensory experience. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah. So I just, I want to, Oh, go ahead. Were you DJ, were you doing this? Cause no, you that was something? one oh. love to Deb for a great question. Oh, awesome. Uh, okay. So I should clarify. So I haven't been out to the ranch since probably like two years. Um, I don't go, I'm, I'm not out there on a day to day. So just to kind of clarify, like I'm not like, this is Prometheus's gig. Prometheus is the production company. Those are the guys that are out there in the field. They're putting it together. They're kicking, you know, kicking butt with it. <laughs> um, but uh, I can, you know, from my experiences out there, they happened each and every time I was there, it happened, um, which was multiple. I mean, I don't, I mean, I was probably there a dozen times, maybe I, I give or take. I, I just don't remember because we stay at a hotel and then you're going back and forth all the time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, multiple occasions. And uh, so it happened the first, even the first time I was out there, uh, it started, um, I, you know, you get the little bit of dizzy stuff happening, um, the onset of that. Uh, so I should also, let me back up for a second. Uh, initially the Travis Taylor role, I was the guy who was playing that role, (laughs) um, in the pitch, in the initial presentation reel to the networks. And, uh, it was, it was mainly because like, okay, I tracked this down, did this, had an interest, had experience on camera, off camera. I was into tech, and it was a good enough. It was a good enough fit, Mm. um, to put it together. Once it gets to the network, it's and rightfully so, you know, they want to add, uh, they want someone with credentials and credibility into their, sure. you know, they good on them. They did a great choice, perfect selection. Uh, the, uh, but so there's even video of me like having some of these episodes. <laughs> uh, there was one we're digging and I, my, my heart rate goes like nuts. We all have wrist uh, monitors on and mm-hmm. Eric Bard. Uh, Eric Rasby like literally takes me out of a hole and uh, puts me up against one of the the those little Pope. They used to call them the Pope mobiles. Yeah, you know those little Pope mobile things. Yes, yeah. Um, and uh, so we're, you know he's checking my pulse and stuff. And it's through the roof, and there's no rhyme or reason. I'm a pretty healthy guy. I don't have any you know knock wood to have any ailments, and uh, that was kind of the first one, you know, mm. breaking out in sweat and whatever. And then at right after that, moments later. Oh, strangely enough, and it made the first episode too. Um, that was my cell phone. <laughs> so my cell phone dies out there immediately. Wow. Just it bricks, and I'm trapped. You know, like so I'm out there with Joel, and it's like I have so much stuff on my phone, my production stuff, everything. And luckily, I have it synced, and so I can use my PC later. But uh, my phone gets bricked, hmm. and it was a new phone at the time. It couldn't figure it out. Done. Uh, no yeah, more. just done. 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 And Eric, and so, so much so that I was like, here, Eric, keep it. 
Wow. And that's where, and that's why it was in the first episode on the table. You'll see he's got a couple of phones, and I'm like, Dude, that's my phone. <laughs> he's <laughs> that's like, crazy. And he sent me, he sent me this shot. Like he eventually gets it booted back up and everything. Mm. And it's just toasted. He took it, you know, he, the, part of it was fried, and uh, there was a crazy image on it that we couldn't figure out. Uh, I gotta see if I can get that. And I think it, it felt like it was, it, it wasn't like a skinwalker. Image. It had no, I don't think it had anything to do with the ranch. I think it mm. had to do with some malware or something that maybe I had or, mm. or the operating system or some update that something got pushed, but it was just funny. That was years later or that was, you know, yeah, over a year later, but so the phone bricks uh, and it just kept, things just kept getting weirder and weirder. And uh, I wasn't having, I was getting a little ear ringing and mm. I had a, one, I remember one night having the smells, getting the sulfur smells out there, mm. uh, but I didn't, I wasn't hearing the music or anything and it would all, and when I would leave, it would go away. When I would leave the ranch, like to go to the hotel, it's gone. Uh, then the, one of the last days on the, I think it was the first trip. One of the last days it hit me again, the sound. And then that stayed with me. It stayed with me from my, my next couple of visits, uh, months in, you know, between time. And, uh, then that's at the same time. Like, I think the second time I had that. And then I also had, I was starting to have respiratory issues, uh, that just wouldn't go away. Mm. And that lasted like a good nine months. So multiple vis visits back and forth. And I'm going back, you know, I'm in New York City at the time, you know, me and my wife, uh, yeah, and my, and my son at the time. And, um, you know, I was just sick. Going to the doctor, they couldn't figure it out. And I've told the story a few times already. So, you know, they do blood tests and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't have the technical terms for it, but when they take your blood, different parts of the country can run different kinds of tests. Hmm. Uh, and when I say it's something like the palate, right? Like maybe the, the testing palate or so to speak. Yep. And they can run tests for certain, certain things. Right. Um, my doctor was, you know, she went as far as using the word alien, not meaning alien outer space, but alien as in, we don't know what this could be. Wow. Right. And because uh, it just coming, kept coming back, they don't know. But my, I'm clearly, I, I, my lung, I was having swelling in my, you know, respiratory swelling. Um, mm. uh, I don't know if it's esophagus, whatever the hell it was. They put me in an iron lung, had me breathing and all this wow. other stuff. And uh, just couldn't Whoa. get to the bottom of it. And, but, you know, she, she was saying like, maybe if I got blood work done out there next time I had gone, that they could determine what it is. Maybe their test, they could test for something that is localized to that area. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm just, I was trying to stay grounded, like in, you know, reality, right. I was trying not to go to the woo woo. I was just trying to say, okay, you know, it's not woo. It's maybe it's something in the soil. Maybe it's, I'm allergic sure. to something could be in the tree bark. Who yeah. knows? Um, and just never got to the bottom of it. But during that time, the heat, the ringing uh, on multiple, multiple, multiple occasions, um, it turned into music. And I just wish that I, I had hummed the tune into my phone or something, um, but it turned into, I just call, kept calling it old timey music. Hmm. And, you know, I picture like old timey music, like, like a cheesy, uh, you know, uh, Western movie. And, yeah. you know, and it's like, and, you <laughs> know, the spaghetti Western. Yes. And a spittoon <laughs> is on the ground and you walk in and it's like somebody playing the crank, the little cranky thing. And that's where the music's coming from. Wow. Uh, that, that's the kind of music I was hearing. And my wife, you know, it scared her because she, the one instance I have burned in my memory is like I'm my head. I got my ear put on the ground on the stairwell going upstairs because I hearing it in. And mm. I felt like I'm like, where the hell is this coming from? And I kept thinking it's coming from the walls, like the matrix. Something. It's in the walls. Sure. Wait, and, I think uh, we can do. <laughs> and then there's like Eli Wallach and Clint Eastwood. And they're kind of like. 
<laughs> it's in the, honey, get over here. <laughs> what is this? And uh, I scared her though, man. I scared her. And, yeah, that's uh, wild. And so, but I could never figure out what it was. And then I think after my last time, um, when last time I was out there, when we finally went and signed everything and, and uh, I feel like that was the last, I went home and it was gone. I hadn't heard it anymore. Um, Eric, Eric kept telling me, I, you know, I had a, uh, I had a hitchhiker. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what to make of that. Uh, I don't claim it to know any of it. Uh, something's going on. <laughs> right. I just don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, that's my experience. Um, that's my audit, my sensory one, I guess. Well, nice. thank you so it- much for sharing all that. I wasn't Thank dodging. Any, is there anything else? Like, no, I, I hope no, I didn't leave anything out. I've got, a, be... I've got, I want to, what I want you to do, uh, TJ is to take us inside the rental car. Mm-hmm. You've left the hotel. Okay. You're driving to the ranch. Okay. We arrive at the ranch. And as you're getting ready to turn the car into the ranch, is there a feeling that you get, or is it just, I just pulled into Gristini's <laughs> garage. No, I, uh, so the, what do you feel when the first time, (laughs) the first time I was scared to death. All right. I was super scared. And the signs and stuff that you see now, they're not there. The, the, well, the ones that I have photos of, of me first getting there and like Jim, Jim and and this woman, Michelle, they were kind of escorting me out, me and Joel taking us on. And, uh, it was, um, yeah, it was just, it was more excitement and fear and the, but uh, after that time, because I realized the first time, what I'm sort of trying to get at is what you felt when you're like, okay, I'm going back. It's another day of shooting. And, and, and now that you know what to expect, how do you? Oh, so, yeah. Uh, there's that, one, that first episode they were saying shields up, right? Where they were talking about <laughs> like, <laughs> like that. Yeah. Star uh, Trekism. <laughs> sort of. And so they gave me a power stone. They gave me this big stone that I kept in my, my – I had the cargo – shorts on mm-hmm. and uh i had this big stone in my pocket they were like they call it a power stone and that was um supposed to ward things off and i got I, it had been successful i guess you know the first few times i was there or the first few days because it really didn't hit it wasn't like a uh I, I can't yeah i can't even remember was it the first two or three days i think that stone i i, I guess i remember saying that the stone must have worked and i mm-hmm. feel like at a certain point it stopped uh, and again, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I, I you, you, res- you try to be respectful for people. If they're putting faith in something like that, then who am I to discount it? Uh, you know, listen, if it works, then that's awesome. If it doesn't, that's fine too. I got a rock in my pocket. I'm okay. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever. So, but it was, it was scary to go back and Joel, he, he didn't, he didn't have any issues at all. Uh, we did have a lot of tech issues though, but you're scared. You're kind of hyper aware of mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and then you, you know, you see things, you, 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 you see things and your is your mind playing tricks on you? Is it not? Am I, am, am I really seeing that? Did that really happen? Then you, you know, you're always asking like, did you guys see that? Did you see mm-hmm. that? Uh, and then I had gone out with Caleb for a long time alone, the two of us just like driving around the property and stuff. And mm-hmm. you saw crazy stuff, man. I'm not going to lie. Wow. Uh, but he's is just like, you're, I was going to ask you if, if it's your attitude that prevents you from being fearful, but I do I do need to get Akashi Chris on here. But if, if, if is it is it your approach? Because people talk about what you bring to the ranch is what it's going to reflect back on you. So if you're bringing an aggressive attitude, if you're bringing weaponry, hmm. is is your approach you uh, is that causal in the fact that you don't feel threatened at all times? 
or I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I can only go by with the, you know, with everyone else's like a body of experiences or, or, you know, the, the numerous experiences, what everyone is saying is, you know, this is kind of the way it works. Uh, for me, um, maybe, I mean, I never felt threatened or anything. It's, uh, you know, I think it, one of the conversations I was having with Eric is like, well, listen, maybe it liked you, just wanted to go home with you. <laughs> maybe it felt like you were a pretty cool guy. And it was you like, hey, charm man. the spirits. They want to go Could back be. to Motel 6 <laughs> Could with or Hampton Inn, wherever he's staying. I think it was uh, the, win- the Winterton Suites, actually. I think it was. It was Tom's. The Winterton Suites. Spirits, <laughs> yeah. next time he's there, just ask the front desk clerk. They'll tell you. Uh, Akashi Chris. Yeah, let's get her on here. Deb, thank you so much. Thank you, love. Yeah. I Akashi. Where's that name come from, Akashi Chris? Why do I know that? Hey, my name is Chris. And <laughs> but it gets better than that. Um, I'm actually um obsessed with uh, the Akashic field and Akashic records and the ability to you know use your mind and you know really hook up to that network that lies within, you know, and and, and this is a huge puzzle. So, and I'm like, there's got to be something, that creative intelligence of the universe sitting right there. And it's like, some people learn how to write it and some don't. So that's where I got the Akashic. Akashic Chris, I thought it'd be like, Akashic Chris. He thought it was the label that put out Motley Crue's records, but it's not. There we go. That was Electra. But anyway. It's a common common misconception. Yeah. And uh, yes, for anybody looking, yes, that is Travis Taylor behind me because I'm a super fan girl of the show. Um, TJ, it is it's definitely a pleasure talking to you. So I, I do have, um, have some questions. I have something specific based on your experience. So in looking at, like going back to season one, I've watched it multiple times. So going back to season <laughs> one again, and um, there's so much focus, and, and this flows perfect to the previous conversation, so much focus on the equipment mm-hmm. and the failures. And um, and I wasn't sure how much. I mean, obviously it's a production, and you you know you have to you know show some really cool things. I can't believe that that bricked phone was yours. That's yeah, like that crazy. So, yeah. as as a producer, and um, what percentage of your efforts do you think were were hurt or halted or somewhat distracted by the phenomenon because that that i think you you were in a living lab under conditions that might not want you to find out so can you tell me a little bit about that sure i don't know if i give you a percentage uh you know yeah yeah no no no. i I don't i'm just trying to be like as transparent as i can with stuff like i'll answer all this as best i can the the equipment thing is you always bring backups upon backups right so Mm -hmm. you usually you don't you you don't miss a shot. You don't, I mean, well, no, you can miss it in the moment, but I mean, if, if your, if your plan is we're going to do an aerial shot of this, of, you know, fly over the ranch with a drone, I keep it in my own microphone. I'm, getting, I'm trying to, I'm trying to <laughs> set up a was. new, yeah. it's all <laughs> sorry good. about that. I'm trying to set up a Love it, man. mic here. Um, You're as the, cool uh, as the other side of the pillow, TJ. Continue, please. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, if you're trying to get a shot like that, or like, you know, you got something slated to do you're gonna get it one way or another if it, if it doesn't work that day maybe it's the next day if, it, if it's something like that so you're gonna get the stuff done uh but it's definitely a pain in the butt like i had one of our dji the phantom 2 pro i think it was at the time the big white one it sounds like bees you know when they when it flies uh mm-hmm. thing fell out of the sky like literally fell out of the sky just like you saw in front of homestead 2 how it would mm-hmm. lose the difference was it was in the air when it happened. <laughs> wow. Um, and it just, oh, yeah. 
uh, and at that time, the, the guy who was shooting with us, he was, um, is, is, uh, he works on the uh, expedition, uh, expedition unknown, mm-hmm. the one with uh, Josh Gates. Josh Gates, yeah, yeah. So Evan Stone, his name is. He's awesome, DP. Uh, he travels the world, and he's like, listen, guy, I. I've never seen that. Like he's been everywhere. He's seen all right of it. with Josh Gates has been everywhere. So yeah. And Evan's <laughs> like, dude, I, That's yeah, I don't know. He goes, it does. This stuff does happen in these certain locations around the world. Um, so I don't know if there's anything gets actually missed stuff mm-hmm. gets lost though. And so th- that's funny. One of the first times we were out there, Brandon, the first day we shot, uh, we were doing some shots. Me and just me and Joel, this is the first trip we took out there. First time I met them in real life. Um, after tracking them down for over a year, the uh, when we left and we went back to the hotel that night, to, and you check all your footage, and you you know, you, okay, let me step back. Footage doesn't exist unless it exists in two places, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. You can have a cop if you don't have a copy of something, you might as well not have it because if that copy gets lost, then it's useless. So mm-hmm. when you bring it back, you know, you dump. You it's called dumping your footage, right? You dump your footage and you make a copy of it. Mm-hmm. And so after you make your copy, you check everything. And Brandon was like, I'm going to be curious to see if you guys got any, got all the stuff we shot. And there was some corrupted stuff. We missed a, one interview. We lost a lot of, uh, and it kept going in and out of focus, which was weird because it was a manual focus. So it shouldn't happen. Bizarre. Uh, but uh, when we told him, yeah, we got most of it. He's like, you know, well, that's a first. He goes, and you guys are the chosen ones. He said, <laughs> because most people don't get any footage off the ranch. It just doesn't come off. Uh, we're like, crazy. wow. So that was cool. Uh, wow. And, wow. Not that anyone was out there under the production companies were out there trying to shoot it. He's just saying, historically mm-hmm. speaking, nobody gets gets any shots off the off the ranch. And uh, yeah, Amazing. that's exactly what I was wondering, because it seemed like that there's something trying to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a combination of factors. Right. But um, there's obviously something trying to stop you. And I would think that that would cause some major headaches from a production perspective because you always have to plan two or three times for something that other people don't have to be challenged with. It's true. It's so true. So. Like brute force, right? Maybe the maybe it can't stop brute force. Like maybe it can stop one or two cameras, but if you have a dozen, it's like all right, I can't stop all of them. <laughs> so <laughs> one of them's gonna catch it. Or maybe I have so many ad- questions, but I know we're running out of time. So I'm gonna turn it back to them. But I just wanted to thank you so much, TJ, because oh, it's course. been a pleasure and hopefully we can have you back because yeah, we have yeah. more questions. Oh, no, yeah, there's going to be a lot. We cab. have to have part two. <laughs> Absolutely. We cool at the cab, so, thank you. so I'll give it back to you, DJ and Nathan. Thanks, guys. Yes, ma'am. Uh, let's bring on Flair, and he has a question. He has he has some serious questions for TJ here. It's about to <laughs> oh, get serious, guys. Very serious. Hold on to yeah. Let's okay. Oh man, let's get prepared. Can you handle it? Okay, we'll do this here. We'll do some. Of yeah. My pearls. You yeah. gotta <laughs> gotta adjust. All right. Actually, I want to go back to your. Uh, your, uh, your sensory experience, actually. Switch gears back to that. I got some questions. So, yeah, I might I might know what have ha- what might have happened to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I need need some more answers first. Like, when they were screening for allergies, did they check, like, for, like, pollen, I, I imagine, watermelons, <laughs> silver nitrate? Did they screen you for that, maybe? Oh, God, I, we're, I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. Should I know? That's pretty important. <laughs> why would you right, um, Wait, why? 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 <laughs> well, uh, just, just part of my theory. You know, we can come back to that. 
<laughs> okay. That's a good beard. You got a nice beard, actually. Very nice. Uh, thank you, no thank doubt, you. man. Does it grow fast? I bet it grows pretty fast, right? Dude, I, it, I think if I didn't, sh- if I went two days, it would be everything. It's King it Leonidas yeah. in, in the flesh. So. Right. <laughs> now I got your. Now Who's I understand. nitrates. Oh, <laughs> right. I wanted to start with a. Uh oh, we, we lost. I'm sure I messed yeah. that up. Who is your okay. daddy? What does he do? What is he doing? Who is your daddy? What does he do? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I love anyway, that soundboard, man. I miss that. Those mm-hmm. are the best internet days. So good. Those are good, good times. All right. So, um, on the night of November nineteenth, twenty twenty one, which was the Beaver Moon, the last full moon. Okay. I didn't name it that. Did you experience any excessive hair growth? Oh my God! I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I my, I always have excessive hair growth. Uh, interesting. I should write that down too. Mm-hmm. That's a I'm giving TMI here. Huh? How about itching? Uh, probably. Yeah, strange behavior like drinking yeah. out of toilet or anything no, weird like that. No, no. Okay, that's good. That's good. This is positive. We're heading in the right yeah, direction. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know yeah, how weird very, that is. Isn't that a TikTok thing now? People make stuff in toilets and then they eat it out of the toilets? It could be. It probably is a TikTok thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think you I make don't know. Like, they Prison make TikTok. Creams. Yeah. Yeah. They make is it TJ? What's is that? that what you watch now? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I, if I watch, I would know that. But I think I had heard it somewhere. It's okay. That. I will not judge you. I will not. <laughs> I watch whatever I can, okay. man. I'm looking. <laughs> cool. It's cool. So do you like odd tastes? Like, trigger any hostility from your co-workers i mean you know the drinking from the toilets and the the weird scratching i i can swear you better get videos i mean i'm gonna do like the judge and a few good men we better get somewhere counselor (laughs) you're leaving like these little nuggets right so what what i'm hearing what i'm hearing like so you, I, I, you have to be pretty crass to get this out, but have you heard of this this thing now? They call it poop mask in the office. Mm. Have you heard of this? Like people I are, have not. I guess it's a thing. I, I haven't been to an office in a while, right? Because I because of COVID times and everything. But someone mm-hmm. mentioned this, and I, and I had to go and Google it. Um, I guess a lot of HR departments and bigger companies, you're not allowed to wear your mask in the restroom hmm. if you're going to the bathroom. I. I I don't understand it because it could Mm. get on your mask and pollute your mask. Mm. And then you're spreading that Mm -hmm. like, Oh my God. Who knew? (laughs) Um, So when you talk about drinking out of the toilet or something, it just kind of triggered that. uh... (laughs) No, that's cool, man. I like, I like where this is going. Random info. (laughs) Yeah. Random info. Okay. So how about, let's talk about favorite food. Like how do you like your steak? Well done, rare, radioactive, <laughs> no I like it very rare. You like rare? Okay, that's yeah. very interesting as well. That is, that's interesting. Yeah, isn't it? I, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think if it's any more, if it's well done, it's it's like eating a, you know leather. <laughs> right. You have a, a, a predilection towards certain types of protein, perhaps like hmm. lamb, maybe. Mm, I do love maybe. lamb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think you See? better come out with it, Flair, because I think <laughs> I think all the signs are there. Yeah, he wants to time for a diagnosis, so, man. How about li- lycanthropy? Have you ever been diagnosed with that? 
No. That's what no. my theory is. That I, the that, inking, the, you ever reach for a milk bone sometimes? I, as a matter of fact, I do. Don't, I have crazy stories about that. I do. A, a friend of mine, when I was a kid, his mom used to give us milk bones as treats. And I tell my son this, and he calls he calls BS on me. And then I'll take, we have a dog, I take a milk bone, and I'll bite a milk bone. And he'll, Dad, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Uh, you can eat it. It's it's okay. It's almost like he's a prophet. Flair, you, you are prophetic. I, I don't know what to say about what I've experienced just now. Yeah. Wait, what was that? that? You are the secret of Skinwalker Ranch, aren't you? <laughs> no, <not at laughs> he hasn't. He believes. Um, Flair, tell him what what your theory uh, is. Yes, yeah. you're a werewolf, wins. bro. You are a werewolf. That you got bit. That was your experience. <laughs> you, you had some time lost, sweating, all wow. that stuff. Would you like to That's respond it. to that, TJ? I, Honestly, I, be honest with us. Listen, it could be. I can't say no. <laughs> I've had, I it definitely, I can see that now that you're saying this, I'm having like that aha moment at the end of the, what was the Bruce Willis movie where the kid, so the kid was dead. Yes. I'm having, I'm having that flashback. All of a sudden I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. All these things playing <laughs> out in my head. Like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So I all along. We may have solved it here. Yeah. This right. Is, all right, Chris. I, I mean, I don't know what to say now. I I feel like we might have answers now. We've been wondering what's going on in this ranch, and now. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, take over, Nathan. I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, were you there? Were you guys there? Uh, all of you, or when we were talking about the um, and maybe somebody sent me something on Twitter about the guy who claimed it, who claimed the Skinwalker defense in court. Skinwalker guys. No, yeah, so there's a there's a real court case about this. It was a different Twitter space and like and then where um there, there's a real life. So there is a real component to this. Skin, yeah, I think that's Deb. I'm gonna bring her back here for that because uh, she knows about that. Deb, you're on I, mute. Come come back. There you go. Go ahead. Deb. Yeah, I was just saying that um after we talked about that a little bit, I found two cases about that. Two different cases about people from the Navajo claiming mm-hmm. that skinwalkers were uh part of the reason for their crimes. Right. And did did one I and correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought the one guy the judge accepted that as a defense, at least in one, right? Was it a maybe it was a murder case, a brother killing a brother or something? Wow. It I was. Cons- I don't remember the final verdict. I just remembered that they considered it at length. And one was an uncle. One okay. was an uh, uncle Daniel. that he said he was scared of, and they considered that at length and said this was his belief. He was scared. His uncle was a skinwalker. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe it got in. in- I don't know, man. I get it. The hair possible. and the <laughs> no, no, he we did, you know, we just wanted to come up with with something, uh, with, with some funnies, and thankfully Flair came up with that, and it was and uh, it was beautiful. Um, now I know why you guys were breaking my chops about it. Like, <laughs> yes. you knew something was going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like no one's ever commented on that before, but okay, I'll go with it. More the, the milk bone but, comment is what really threw yeah. me for that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know unexpected. what we're gonna have to do. Hey, guys, I think we got to get to this because we want to create an opportunity for TJ and Brandon to make a significant amount of money, something that oh, yeah. doesn't you know, we're not interested, but we want these guys to make a significant amount of money. And yep. Flair actually has created the answer to that. And he's giving it to you, TJ. I am. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Are you you Nathan, yeah. make it happen, man. All right. So here we have <laughs> Flair's own Skinwalker Ranch. Dressing 
And let me tell you, yes, (laughs) brilliant. Brilliant. What what do you think of this? You think I have a chance? I mean, I mean, you have a chance. You have a chance. You have a chance. He just needs to have his photo on there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love this, man. I love this. Well, I not only have merch. Yeah, is that your only product flair? Do you have another one? Have I have more? I have it in two flavors actually. I have regular and uh, radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Buttermilk ranch. Nice. Buttermilk. Oh, yeah. I love it. I was buttermilk. Yes. Uh, very and, specific. And yeah, let us cut tell the you, TJ. Nobody from this show has called the U.S. Patent Office or gone on their website and patented it. So it's for you and Brandon. Make it happen. I, you know, I, I feel like Brandon probably got that locked up. I know he's got the trademark already on it. Um, yeah, like <laughs> I know television, man. That's what I. That's great. I wish I knew how to merchant sell merchandise and stuff like man, that. You, you, yeah, just check. Go to the U.S. Patent Office website. You can search and see if it's patented, and it has to be salad dressing, utility patent. Mm. So, All yeah, right. put it on a T-shirt. Yeah, All right, at least yeah. Claire, thank you man. so much. <laughs> I, All right, let's I'm get Akash and Chris has something, or Nathan has something, actually. No, uh, ahead, w- yes, okay, sure. Yeah, well, Chris, uh, w- w- why don't you go, go first, and then I'll go after you. Actually, I wanted um, so based on everything you've been through, if you, if you could put in a nutshell, what has changed you about this? What What is the one thing that in the core of your soul has, you know, has this experience changed you? I think, I think it has based on how you talk. Yeah. And what, what is that, you know, what is so different about you because of this? Um, God, I, uh, that's a great question. I, no one's asked me that. So what, I think I, I have a new appreciation for this. It's kind of, it, um, it opened my, I guess it opened my, uh, opened me up to the idea of other stuff, quote unquote, right? Stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when I had initially, again, I, okay, let me step back because most of the TV I'd done prior to this was like real estate stuff or home renovation shows and things like that. So this was, um, I was approaching this as a television project and I didn't expect to have any, any of that, any, any of the experiences that I had. Uh, I, I was an outsider when I had first started the research and looking into this, uh, being an outsider looking in, you know, I only knew as much as everyone else about the legend and lore and what I could expect and, what what could or couldn't happen i always believed you know that since i was young my parents would tell me like i was very like almost evangelizing about there's aliens there's aliens there's aliens there's life off the planet and they would always tell me there's nothing there you're crazy you're crazy you're crazy and it's like well no i got a tv show about it so ha so the the, the difference <laughs> yeah. though is now it kind of validates it somewhat um and uh but i didn't go into it thinking that it was going to be what it is at all i I pitched this as a is a uh, paranormal Oak Island. That's how I pitched it. Oak Island was my favorite show. I wanted. I was frustrated with television about these short run experience or these these short investigations about ghosts. Right, two nights at a haunted quote unquote haunted place. Guy takes his shirt off, wants to fight ghosts with crappy cameras. I was like, that's not science. There's nothing about that at all that's interesting. Uh, but this is kind of the way culture had gone. Like we want that that really you know. The junk food, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. Um, how do you set up a, a long-term experiment with every device that could measure something all the time and then track the data, right? Look at it. So uh, 
I went into it with an open mind, but thinking this was a great science project, a great television concept. But then when you get out there and you have experiences, you're like, holy, what? Like, and then you can't tell people the, because it's almost like, you know, the veil had been pulled back, right? So it's like, I, I don't know how to describe any of it. I can't mm. attribute it to anything. And I don't, and I purposely don't, because as soon as you say something that attributes it to something, then you're immediately labeled as an XYZ. Mm. It loses credibility in certain circles, no matter what circles those are. And, yeah. and it's like a big Venn diagram, our, right? Not in our circle. Aliens, well, no, the, not no, in no. our circle. And I, right. And, I, and I, I'm gathering that more and more from people out online, but it's still, I have to, I walk a fine line between, mm. I have to mark, I have to present stuff to, buttoned up network executives who just want to make tv shows mm -hmm. uh so i can't present them something that's so far out there that they're going to be like man i'm not on board yeah. yeah like i tried that with a the bigfoot thing at one point mm -hmm. um but by and i always tell people this for what i have learned from talking to bigfoot people uh the plural of bigfoot is bigfoots not big feet. <laughs> I know. Didn't know big, that. I did big not add like it. Like your friend that. Joe. I really yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> of course. Yes. And so, and so it's when you that's, it's true. It's like, it is. And when I would pitch shows, Bigfootses, right? Big feet. <laughs> uh, but when I would pitch that, you know, when I would talk to network people about it, I pulled. I, you know, they were always like, "Well, there's never evidence." They got the show about hunting Bigfoot. They'll never find anything. The just show's going to go on and on and on. It's kind of like chasing the dragon. Hmm. The difference here uh, with the one I pitched was if you take, there was a documentary, I think done, it was called like um, something 411. It was about missing persons mm -hmm. and Bigfoot mm -hmm. sightings. And if you overlay the two maps, the correlation is just scary. Mm -hmm. So it wow. makes it look like Bigfoot kills people. I mean, that mm -hmm. the, the, the sightings, the number of sightings and missing people, seriously, if you look into it, I think there was a doc about it, a documentary. Uh, it's almost like it's when you see that data, you're like, You've got to be kidding me. And then, but the, the problem is in TV world, you'd want to believe, like you want to create a great story and you want to create this, this, this potentially fun narrative. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's something fun about studying the unknown at Skinwalker Ranch, right? There's a science mm -hmm. element. Um, there's the unknown element, just like Oak Island. Paranormal. Right? Paranormal. Right. There's all of these. Mm -hmm. And um, with the, the Bigfoot one, when you start getting real like that with a missing person or like, people turning up dead, Right. The, the question you start asking is, okay, so in, in all, being completely open, you know, frank about it, like what's more plausible, uh, a, a mythical creature or an alien comes down and kills people and we have no evidence of this or some crazy people dressed as Bigfoot killing people. Mm. Wow. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. that is more plausible. Yeah. And so the networks don't want to touch it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so this is kind of like, so when you, whenever you're framing these stories and just like with skinwalker like i'd love to pitch more out far out there stuff but you gotta you gotta bring it down to a way where they can put it in their little box and like because then they got a boss to go to and then you know it's got to go up and up and up sure so um well that's too I, bad you know because your your mind has changed and your it's expanded and you would think that that would provide for some great creative ideas that everybody you know that people don't yes. want to just I'm with you. No, it has. That's yeah, why I'm here. Like I, I feel like I have a good knack for finding a way to package these things and put mm -hmm. them in a way that are presentable to them. Like that's maybe my 
a, a skill that I've developed, like with Skinwalker, right. like they didn't want to hear Skinwalker. Nobody heard mm -hmm. that. No one would even hear the pitch from us at first because mm -hmm. they're like, it's, it's BS. Uh, nobody can get there. And, and everything that's been done there is a publicity stunt. And people were pitching it. Like we had, when we were pitching it at the time, um, during one of our meetings, so you know the, the way the networks work, right? There's A and E. It's like one pyramid, and the Discovery Networks is another pyramid. And so, back in the day, every every network had their own executive that you pitched mm -hmm. to. Now you pitch to like the top of the pyramid, and then they say, "Okay, which one of our channels does it go on?" God, I'm talking oh. with my hands a lot. Um, <laughs> are you hey, TJ, what are you doing? Yes, I mean, yes, where'd I you go? You know, hey, what are you doing? Hey, hey, hey so you got this pyramid. Hey, I got this. and uh, so. But I went to Rails like, last night. I saw the mayor in there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I did. No, I didn't. But the, uh, <laughs> the, um, the, the idea of like pitching and then we we're pitching this when we pitched Skinwalker, it was like, hey, listen, somebody's already pitching that at travel and they said that they have access to it and they can get in there. And it's like Brandon's like, that's not true at all. That's bullshit. Ooh, dang. No, um, He's like, that's BS. And, uh, and um, they had, we had to find out. I'm not going to say who that was, but somebody, people were pretending that they could get access and pitch the show all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that was one of the things that had, why people weren't hearing that pitch. But now that it's, the show's on and it's successful, if you saw, if you notice right away, Blind Frog Ranch came on another, on Discovery, right. um, mm -hmm. which is about seven miles away from Skinwalker. Mm -hmm. um, seven, I think it was seven miles. And now there's, and so it's opened up the floodgates now. And so now I, by getting the foothold in, I kind of pushed the wind, pushed it a little bit, right? That Overton window, so to That's speak. Right. Like now it's yeah. opened a little bit more where you're here, they're here, something that might be a little bit more fringe. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, claim that, claim that ground and then bring that to the norm. And Makes then just sense. keep on taking those steps. And so I think that, you know, with Skinwalker, the thing that's changed with me is my mind's more open to hearing these things and saying, how can I make something that is so unbelievable, more believable and, in, and, and plausible to a TV audience? Right. So. And, it, and it is. There's a lot of efficacy there because it is believable and people have had real experiences and had uh, been quite scared. Um, I want to just promo. There's a gentleman on our chat that is going on. Uh, you're, is, you're going on his show, Bottled Water. Oh, Bottled uh, Water. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, U.S. Army brother to my Air Force me. Um, and so I pr we're, we're really happy. And, we, and uh, please, so go over and watch Bottled Water's take on TJ and what kind of craziness he might get up to. And also, it's, I know it's, it's untoward when uh, you invite someone on, you plan on an hour and you ask for more time. But because my brother Nathan, that's uh, right below me right there, has a question for you, I would, I would ask you yeah, for, yeah, uh, yeah. For, for another question. And, and then we'll, please. We'll, we'll start the wrap. Okay. Awesome. Please. Thank, Thank you, you so TJ. Much. Of course. Of course. If you could. Uh, Permit me to go a little meta for a second here uh, as a lead up to this question. Um, you know, you've spent your life, you know, creating entertainment uh, and crafting that. And when you're doing TV or you're doing movies, you know, you're, you're creating experiences for the audience. You want them to you're taking them on a journey, right? You want them to go through a journey. Uh, and, and if, you know, sometimes that that formula like works and you get them exactly where you want to go. And sometimes it doesn't. But the kind of the point of the whole cutting scenes and, and that kind of thing is to, is to help people get from kind of point A to point B right. uh, on a show. So take that concept. Is the phenomenon, what kind of show is it putting on for hmm. us? Hmm. What, awesome. what, what journey does it want us to go on? Man, that's a interesting question. 
Is there an influence? Is there an influence? I, I don't know how to answer that because uh, not like I'm trying. I'm not trying no, to hide. I'm, I'm trying to. I don't want to. I don't want to read into what sure. it's it's doing. I don't of know. Course. Uh, I'm just a you know I'm a shaved partially shaved monkey. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> a very hairy one. Werewolf. Werewolf. Yeah, TJ, werewolf. Please let's frame oh, yeah, no. uh, Let's frame it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I guess you know. So taking you know. It, the expertise it, no, that you have, you know, like how, how would, if you were directing this show, you know, and <laughs> putting kind of taking a step back from the show itself and what the people in the show are experiencing, what journey is it putting them on? Um, this is about TJ. This is about TJ. Yeah. And yes. And yes, the whole, the whole experience. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think the, I guess, I mean, there's, there's a certain amount of, um, I don't know. It's like te- it's a it's teasing to a certain extent. I think <sighs> what I can say. So there's obviously there are there are things that happen. Right? There are, there are milestones. There are measurable things that are happening. Uh, the way we're choosing to the way we're choosing to analyze these things are with tools with mm-hmm. with tech. Right. Right. There's a there's a there's a human component to it. You could try to analyze it as a person. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to have a different view of that of that journey to i guess from what i'm seeing is it is kind of like teasing it is slowly crafting yeah not crafting i guess maybe it's like it's revealing stuff Mm. uh and i i I really what i want to see happen is and it is happening like it, it happened before the show and it we talked about it in the beginning eric building software and hardware his satan machine Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, in all of the software. And I think maybe this is a way to push the push the tech to get to a point to be able to more clearly communicate or measure. Like it's kind of giving you, so wow. there's movies like that where, yes. where uh, it kind of gives, it's giving you the crumbs and it's like, no, you got to figure it out. But as you figure that out, I'll give you a little more to figure out. And then you figure it out. And then the eventually- The whole thing is calibrating the instrument. It could be. It's a screenplay that it like almost. It could be. I mean, it's again, it's far fetched. It's you know, it's all these ideas are out there. But if you're looking at it, like, what else could it? What else could be happening? Like, if it if something was there that was intelligent that wanted to just make it easy and say, hey, guess what? I'm here. Mm -hmm. End of story. Right. It's not doing it for a TV show. Couldn't. I I can't imagine. Right. It's like, oh well, you know, I'm going to get a, you know, get my 15 megs of fame, whatever the hell. (laughs) Nobody cares. Right. Uh, it, the only value you could say, and it, it is, you can, you can, you can see how it's pushing. It's not just pushing the equipment and the tech, but it's the thought that it's also pushing forward. Uh, I mean, think of, think of where it is. Like, there's a legit TV show, <laughs> a, 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 a hit TV show on yeah. cable that millions of people watch. Yep. That is scientifically trying to find out what is going on. If you said that 10 years ago, they would think you were crazy. Right. Like seriously. But um, that pitch works today. Yeah. But now it works. It's like, so whatever happened between now and then, you know, you got to think, okay, for what's going to happen now, the next 10 years. Well, if this is, if we're slowly learning things and it's, I'm, I'm trying not to take the human part, the human component out of it. Meaning mm-hmm. we have to be in, you know, uh, we have we have to have the ingenuity to kind of develop the tools, and develop the skills to in order to get to a point where we would ever be able to 
talk to an advanced civilization because obviously we're not there yet, right? That, that yeah. quote unquote advanced. So if Eric's building tools, if other people are building tools, if this platform is opening it up to bring new guests on, new new equipment on, uh, new ideas and ways of experimenting, then it's pushing the entire knowledge base forward. And again, like you said, like it's crafting it for itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like there are there's been movies about stuff like this, this these sure. theories. So it's not again not, not a beautiful unique snowflake. It's not my theory. Someone <laughs> else has had it. I'm just trying to sure. put it on this product or on this project product. Yeah, I guess project. But it's uh, it's I, I don't I don't. Man, that's a great question, man. That's oh, that was awesome. a great answer. That's why, so that's thank why you, we sir. hired him. Come on. This is why he's got matching 401k on the show. Okay? <laughs> matching 401k. Where can yes. I have one of those? Incredible, right? 70% on in-work vision and eyeglasses. Yeah. Uh, 40% out of network. If that's it's part of our eyeglasses. benefits. Yeah, it's right. benefits package. So I see, I, I wear contacts. I see you guys, you all have glasses, right? So have you, <laughs> have you read? No, have you read? There's a that new thing that just passed, the FDA stuff, the eye drops that fix your vision. What? What? No. Yes, it's DJ. crazy. So go look it up. There's a new eye drop. It's AbV is the is the company. Hmm. Um, Ab AbV is the is the Ab-V. pharma company. Okay. And I think so. The way it works, and the, the it doesn't correct both, right? It might correct far near side or far. I'm not sure which one. Mm-hmm. But from what I understand, the way that it works is uh, your eye focus has to do with pressure in your eye. Mm-hmm. And so what this does is you put the eye drops in, and it regulates the pressure but it only lasts for like eight hours and after it goes away and so it's like eight hour glasses i'm like that's just genius so better than contacts if it doesn't work i'll have my attorney call you but (laughs) i don't know i have never tried it i haven't tried it i'm kidding you i'm kidding we have one final we have one final serious question and then we will get to our goodbyes which i i I know are going to be heartfelt because really the the framework here is we use the ranch uh, as a as a as a framework, so I'll do my. But really, this was about TJ. This episode oh. is really about you and the ranch <laughs> with sort of a, a framework, and and it's really enjoyable because the whole purpose of doing one of these shows is to connect with people, to get them to know them, to hear interesting stories, and to be stimulated. My final question for you, and this is just something I've gotten a feeling from you over the course of this episode and listening to you speak. And I feel like there is a nexus between the physical experience that you had that would be quite scary for anybody who's visited there and then come home and had some sort of a hitchhiker effect and your refusal to mentally give into it. I believe that you're sort of creating a barrier between what the ranch offers and scares the living hell out of some people. And you will not allow that to get into your psyche. I feel that I could be 100 percent wrong. No, I think you're right on. I think that's true. I pretty, I, I don't, since I don't know what it is, what happened, I can't answer. I, I try to kind of keep it, you know, arm's length. Like I, I yeah, I don't, I, I again, I don't want to give thoughts as to, as to what it could be because I feel just, it's just like everything in our, in the world today, everything is polarized so much. You can't say anything and not expect a backlash. So in, in that, I would rather be open to listening to others ideas and, and entertaining everything that I can. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> even being a freaking werewolf, that's fine. We'll, we'll get to uh, that. We'll get to that. Don't but, rush, uh, it's just a storyline here. Okay. But yeah, but so, well, but so like by doing great. that, it's like, it's like, yeah. So by doing that, I, I, I kind of will, uh, I do keep it arms like, but I'm open. And, and, but again, this is why 
it's so great. And you have big brains out there that are studying it. Like eventually you're going to be able to, I believe, label these things. You're going to say it is X. It is mm -hmm. Y. Uh, and it, this happened because of this. And this mm -hmm. led to this. I think that I will be more confident to, to label things or put it, put it on when I have more info. Because listen, there are potential, very, you know, plausible explanations. Radiation is the one that always comes to mind that people mm -hmm. always throw could very well be, I don't know, uh, but I'm, I'm not discounting that or anything else. Mm. Um, so but yeah, I try to keep it at arm's length and I do try to keep it like, there's no reason to let, let that get out, you know, it's power take over. You have, yeah. It's your power. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I really, you know, hope that you should look out for situations where, and, and Nathan may want to speak, you speak to this, where you would find yourself naked in the woods, you're laying down, you may be gnawing on some sort of a, a, a wintry animal, like a beaver, dino beaver, whatever. I just want you what? to be careful that if that, those werewolf tendencies come up, that you address them, and, and you always have a place to hear and uh, to come and talk to mm. us about it. Okay? That's right. We're here for you, bro. Judgment free. <laughs> this is a judgment werewolves are welcome here tj That's we right. love you okay right on cue that is a performer right on cue i love it itching you guys this well, is crazy everybody's gonna take a chance to say goodbye to you oh, and yeah. close yes out. akashi yes. chris <laughs> TJ, it's been a pleasure. Yes. Thank, you Thank you so much. This is just, you, ah, you have no idea how excited I was about today, how nervous, and how I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to talk to TJ. <laughs> so I'm like that meme with, you know, the guy that's me. For so thank you so much. <laughs> so, oh, and, of course. And then the Richmond. So I appreciate you being here. And um, yes. can we have you back sometime? Of course. I, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, cool. Of course. Of course. Get, like, so I, I put it out there too. Like, I'm trying to do. I want to do shows. these on a regular basis. Yeah, I want to get out there and and I and I will like, you know, just I got bottled waters this Saturday and I yes. just I was hoping not to do them so close together, sure. but because but this will kind of just happened that way. But I think I'm I'm gonna try to space them out every few sure. weeks or something. But yeah, I, I absolutely I absolutely will just awesome. you know, invite TJ on people. Content yeah, creators. please. He go, want to yeah. talk to you because he yeah. ain't like that. He ain't all Hollywood up in here. No, not at all. I try not. No, <laughs> money. Nathan no. is next. No. Uh, yeah. So TJ, uh, I gotta say you have opened up my mind a lot tonight, uh, by what you've offered uh, about the show. I love the show. I've watched both seasons and really have gotten a ton out of it, but your perspective on it has totally changed that for me and it just taken it down a whole different path. And I'm, I just can't thank you enough for that. And I want to say too, as a fellow gamer, uh, you know, that experience plays in, right? So like, uh, I have to, I have to believe that the, that, early experience that you had developing games, you know, has led to your success and gives you a unique perspective on everything that you do, particularly with this project. So keep up the great work and, uh, and we'll talk to you again you. in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Gers Flair. All right, Matt. Hey, it was great meeting you and thank you for putting up with me. That was awesome. There's no oh, point up with you, man. This is great. Avoid <laughs> uh, <laughs> silver. asking me why I'm itching all the okay. time tonight. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, you put it in my head now. Yeah, it's like, no, it's, right. The ranch isn't That's in my his job. head, but the werewolf narrative is. So. It is. It is. Yeah. It's stuck. All right. Well, I'm glad I entertained you. That, that was my goal. So thank you for being here. It was an honor to meet you, man. Seriously. Thanks. Thanks.
That's awesome. Deb. I just wanted to thank you for sharing about your personal experiences and, and we are here to support you. And if you, you know, ever want to just get more research on skinwalker cases or anything, just let me know. <laughs> At a study of UAPs, Deb, will, is, she, she yeah. loves to research. So if you want to know about something, but you don't have the time to look into it, you can DM Deb and, and she'll do it. She's absolutely phenomenal and she's just a lovable person. So. Deb, that's your thing? That's your, like... That's your well, well that's not that's not my uh, full time job, but that is what no, I'm no, doing no. here. <laughs> no, awesome. well, I'm, I'm sorry. I just want to say that I'm, I'm extremely proud that two of our members you see at the bottom of the screen do work and, and counsel uh, from a psychological. But yes, you, Claire, <laughs> yes, uh, do counsel kids uh, as uh, in, from a psychological perspective. So both of them are degreed in that field. And we're extremely, extremely proud of, of both of them. That's Deb and uh, Flair. Awesome. That's awesome work. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and if you do, well, whatever. What? You're not degreed? I'm working on my degree. You're, you're <laughs> a degree of beautiful over there. Um, and so, uh, De Deb, um, so, yeah. If you, but if you do uh, want to know about something, in any of this field, and you DM Deb, she will she will go out and uh, and get some information for you for what you need. Okay, it's always good to know. TJ, you guys are awesome. Thank you, brother. We had so much fun. Yes. Thank you for playing awesome. along. You have an amazing smile. It's it's infectious. It's almost like I don't want to talk about COVID. It's like the flu. Uh, it's like the flu. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. So since I since I we're a mask, talking with it. you guys, it's really funny. Like. I've been called wholesome, <laughs> aware of the flu. My, my smile is flu-like. I mean, this is great. There's all these new things about yeah. What a great for self-esteem. You will find us on any of the shows. That's you for up. sure. We're going to raise love you it. up. I mean, you're going to get so much love. So uh, yeah. thank you love so it. much for joining. So for TJ Allert, for Akashi Chris, for Money Nate, for Flarius Maximus down there, and for Deb, this is DJ saying peace out, one love, and we'll see you down the road. We're always awesome. wondering what's up around the bend. Thank you, everybody. Peace.